to Time Warp Wife Ministries. I'm your host, Arlene Schacht. And I'm your co-host, Michael Schacht. And I'm Nathaniel Schacht. And we have got a totally, totally, absolutely different podcast for you today. Again. Man, we went from going just anywhere in the room to now being in two different rooms. Yeah. Nathaniel is on. This is crazy. You're in a different location. This is your first time. Two different cities, actually. Right. It's crazy. <laughs> well, town sort of, yeah. Well, you know. It's yeah, he's far away now. from us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is this is um th- this isn't the official I guess COVID podcast. You're not allowed to come here. Nope, not legally. Code, no, code red restrictions. You're not allowed to come and yeah, so those we, fines are, are pretty hefty. I don't know what they are. Did you ever hear? Yeah, I think it was 1, like up to 50,000 to 500,000. dollars <gasps> Not what? For, a one year individual. Well, oh, oh I, come I, on! Why don't they just make it one year in prison? Well, why the added stress of the fifty thousand dollars? That seems strict to just be the base point. <laughs> just one year. In Maybe prison, the man. prison is like debtor's prison because you can't pay yeah. the fee. I don't know. Right, guess. probably. Right. I can't tell when you're joking anymore, Nathaniel, because I can't see you. No, no. This 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 feels totally natural to me. Really? This is you where do I this belong. all the time. I have my blanket on. and I'm just leaning back in my chair. That's oh, fun. That's I am nice. cozy. So we're going to tell you what our big stress of the day was. Stress of the week. Stress no, of the week. No, no, no. Stress of life. Stress of the life? Stress of the life. So you knew that we sold our house the other day. So thank you to everyone who did prayed you? for us. <laughs> yes, we what? did. Yeah, because you, you were did. in the other room when this happened. <laughs> oh, well, congratulations. Well, okay. Yep. Yeah. Except, yeah. Except. Okay, so today is what? December 21st, as yes. we're recording this. Yes. And they told us that a possession date would be... No, today's November 21st. And our possession yeah. date, when we have to be out of this house, is December 17th. So we have got oh. to have... We got to be out of here on the night of the 16th. So we're going to quite possibly be homeless. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> With Just everything in... No, could be for... Who knows? I'm sure you can get Who a place knows? pretty quick. Well, that's what that's yeah, what I place. was told, and then yeah. I I made some phone calls and found out that there is a waiting list for even apartments. There's like a four month waiting list now for apartments. Oof. So even wow. if we couldn't find another house to move into, there's no apartments. We can move into friends. I'm not worried about that. We have a lot of friends. Yeah, I'm gonna would... miss you though. <laughs> yeah, you'll well, be I'm on sure the street, you'll find huh? some place. Yeah. You stay with so, Maddie, you could probably find a way to wiggle thought, your way into here. Yeah. <laughs> Sleep on your floor. Yeah. You know yeah. what? We may show up at, at your place. Who knows? Today we figured. Oh, yeah, we'll sleep with the dog. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we thought today we would start house hunting. And just like our agent said, yeah, we should be able to get a two week possession date. People are really eager to do that around Christmas time because they're desperate to sell their houses. But there are no houses for sale. Like not one came for sale today in all of our province. Or, yeah. yeah, in mm. all of our area anyway, not one single house. So this is an area that's larger than Texas to give you some scope here. And there's not one single house that came for sale. In Winnipeg this is province. not larger than Texas. No, uh, Manitoba is. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, this, is it? This, oh yeah. Wow. Really? Not as many well, people though. Maybe we're more spread many. out. Oh no! Are you kidding? One one little suburb of of Houston has more people than all of Manitoba. Yeah. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, no, I, it's it's just so a lot odd, less houses. Obviously, odd situation. Yeah, it, it's really interesting to me because I keep sitting here thinking, "Wow, I, you know, like I've been in situations that are bad, but you could actually see the light at the end of the tunnel somehow. This one, we can't. And so this oh, is this is actually going to be more interesting. Yeah, I, I see lots of light. One of the houses that I like the most, I just went, oh, this house is still for sale, but it's out of our price range. Right. And so dad was saying not a chance. Why are the nice houses so expensive? I don't get it. It's so beautiful. It even (laughs) has an L-shaped pool in the back. It's just, oh, it's amazing. It has like, it actually has a pool. I can't believe you were... You were you know, actually I, looking for I, houses I, with a pool. I think there's something charming to living in a really just middle-of-the-road house, but having a lot of money. You know what I well, mean? Well, we're neither of those. We, so we we're going to settle on the middle-of-the-road or, or less house. <laughs> middle-of-the-road with no money. <laughs> yeah, with no money. We went to see a house today. Yeah. And it was it was pretty nice, but there were just too many little things that were not right with it. Little things. Yeah. Like, it looked like the toilet had been leaking and... Yeah, you know, like a, a hole in one of concerns. the doors. The basement Ooh. floor didn't feel like it was all that straight. Everything it, looked like it was pretty good. But right. for a six-year-old house, it was it just like the basement yeah. looked kind of slopey. Looked pretty bad. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, you know, so onward and upward. So we're going to, um, we're, yeah, we're going to hit the street on Monday and uh, and try to uh, to see if we can find anything. So if anybody you know prayers please and, again uh, now that we yeah, can find yeah. a house right. or that we have some kind of direction that would be really great well now we know that we can mm. broadcast from anywhere so like a street corner on a non-windy day will probably be our next i'm still thinking <laughs> we still gotta we can now we can move to um what do you call that prince edward island prince gimli? edward island print that other one too no that one's gone there was one in Gimli, Aww. but yeah, PEI. Dad will have to PEI, learn to braid my hair. Place. Yeah, we could move out there. We can do this from there. Oh, we can. Yeah, but you know what? Maddie would be too sad. Yeah, that would be true. She'll she do be. the drive. That's nothing's going to stop her. <laughs> how many? <laughs> how many? Well, you've got ocean. your phone, and and she can't see you being on your phone. So how many? Uh, how many miles is it from <laughs> us to Prince Edward Island? Oh no. Uh, you're gonna start getting him to if I start looking with my keyboard you're gonna start hearing my keyboard oh that's okay Uh, yeah how many miles (laughs) that's not a very loud keyboard we should send him to typing school I think so all of a sudden he sounds really warbly yeah that's probably just because your internet's not good Oh, no, I think maybe <laughs> were you turning your head away from the mic? Was it making a weird noise because Ooh. of that? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, it yeah. is 3,413 kilometer drive. Oh, that's, that's not, not bad. bad. So that's just 32 hours. No, no, oh. no. 32 hours? Yeah, and yeah. a boat ride. With light boat traffic, ride. No, though. No, they have a bridge now. No. I know. Confederation I know. Bridge? Oh. Confederation. We've been there before, haven't we? We've talked, we talked about talk. the. That was the bridge that you couldn't remember the name of? You called it, what yeah. was it? Yeah, I wanted to walk that bridge. Uh, no, you don't. If you confetti could cross, bridge? Confetti bridge, you called Something it. If you like could that. cross any bridge right now, you're at a bridge, you're going to go, I want to go see this bridge. What bridge would you go look at? The one over the River Kwai. Really? I mean, it's really not an exciting looking bridge, but the history is pretty cool. Of what? 
The River the Kwai? Bri- the River Kwai. How about the bridge to Terabithia? What is that? Isn't that Narnia? I don't know. I've heard of it. The bridge is, it sounds exciting. The bridge to Terabithia. I have no I want idea. To go see. I have no idea. But I want that like land bridge from Alaska to Russia to come back. Mm. <laughs> to come back. <laughs> I want it back. I'm sure the Russians do too. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so Nathaniel? I think, I think they yes. want Alaska back. What's been new with you? Oh, I have actually taken up a new hobby that is going very well. Okay. Your music? No, uh, I'm still doing that, but oh. uh, game development. Okay. Well, now you went on a uh, something last weekend where you tried to develop a game. Yes. In six hours? No, not six hours. It was two days. You had two days to develop yeah. an entire game from front to back. And I had back. to work. <laughs> and you Oops. had to work both had to work days. both those days. <laughs> it, so, yeah. It was so it didn't really miserable. happen. Then. Oh, it happened. It happened. Wasn't good in the end because we got oh. we we went. Way to what's that word? Ambitious. Oh, because <laughs> we oh, had so this you, big you got idea. Part of it done, and then yeah, because we the... we had music, sound, and programming, but we don't know anybody who does any art. Well, oh. like Graham about... does, but oh, okay, doing but this that is with probably really insane, skilled yeah. art. I mean, just mixing that because the programming itself took like two days. Oh wow! Okay, that, yeah. that almost sounds like a completely impossible thing to do. There were some games in there that I could see, like, being extremely successful today. Really? Yeah, there's mm. some incredible work on there. So you got to see what other people created, is that what you mean? Yeah, so it was all community rated. Nobody really wins in those. It's just a good way to start, or to practice oh. game development. That okay, kind so of the, stuff. there's no prizes or anything like that? Uh, no, it was all just people voting. Like, they'll vote how you did on creativity, programming, that kind of stuff. Mm. Oh, okay. So you don't give up the rights to everything you're working on or anything like no, that? No. I mean, most of the games, you don't really care. Nobody wants the rights to them <laughs> because a lot of them are pretty pretty just duct taped yeah, together. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, but the concept, though. The, the concept is valuable. Yeah, they're cool concepts. But Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I mean, if they take it, yeah, it's kind of your fault. Yeah, <laughs> for joining up such a thing in the first right. place. Right. If you have a concept that is so good, you don't want to get rid of it. Don't don't get rid of it. Yeah, I suppose. So you yeah. know what we got behind us already? We got our Christmas tree. We got our first party behind us. Behind Isn't that you? hard to oh, believe? Yeah, amazing. our first Christmas party we did, which we do every year, putting up the tree with you guys. Yep. Yeah. We had Chinese food. That was, um, that was the last night that we were allowed to gather with kids. Yep. Now you guys aren't wow. allowed to visit us anymore. Yeah, so. this this province is a sad place now because oh, you know, like in the summer, yeah. we only had one. We only had one case in our province. Yep. So we were, I think, you know, the Bible says, "Pride goeth before destruction, but a haughty spirit before a fall." Mm-hmm. That was us. That was us in the summer. Well, that was you. Yeah. <laughs> I was pretty proud of that, that we were doing so good, you know, and you look at our neighbors across the border and think, oh, you know, we're doing so great compared to them. All of a sudden now Manitoba is now just we're the worst. horrific. Yeah, we're the worst, I think, in North America. Yeah. If I'm not no. Mis- I think in Canada for sure, but I know there were a lot of places, um, a lot of states were, were pointing at us and going, wow, that's just off the charts. Well, wow. they have um, they have one... One city that's uh, about that an hour. That we had to go to today. That we had to go to today. And it was an hour, an hour, not even an hour away. And they, in the testing that they were doing, 
40% of the people had COVID. Yeah. 40%. That was Steinbeck. Yeah. And but they, we but, stayed but that's car. 40% of the people who went to get tested because they had symptoms. Right. Yes. So well, that yeah. makes sense. Well, it, no, because everywhere else is much less than that. I mean, Ten times less like than that. I would have expected it to be like 80%. Yeah, it, no, no. it used no. to be like at seven or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something it went to th- it went I to think three, that's like average. and then they said, "Well, if it goes to five, we're going to start to worry," you know. And, uh, and now it's it's at forty, and they held a um, they held a, a rally where people refused to wear masks in the, um, in the city, and that was only a couple of days ago, I think. And so now they're worried yeah. about that, you know, about those numbers. Yeah, maybe. now people are actually getting charged for that. It's like one yeah, of them was yeah. one of the speakers is getting charged yep. for it. It's yep. it's obviously a really hot button issue. Very right Very contentious. Yep. I think it's even more. This issue is bigger than when we, in the 80s we had the seatbelt. And I don't know if it was the same year, but I think so. The motorcycle helmet issue. Mm-hmm. And it was the talk. Like when you went to work, everybody was arguing about it. Should yep. they be allowed to make us wear seatbelts and helmets? And and um, I think even more so, I could see people's point at that time. Because whatever you do in your own car, you're actually not hurting anybody. If you're not wearing a helmet, when you're riding your motorcycle, like the only person you're hurting is yourself. So people were really against that. But... Yeah, they put that in anyway again, and people were kicking and screaming all the way for that. Well, it'll be interesting to see what what happens. But they are expecting the numbers to go through the roof. What they're worried about yeah, here? Yeah, then we don't get to see anybody. No, what they're worried about here is they said they're already getting close to maximum capacity in the hospitals, and so they said that uh, people are going to start being turned away. Um, you know, for yeah, and they said they're they're terrified of this, but it's it definitely looks like it's going to get there. So here's one of their rules: if you're a single person, like not you, because you live with two guys. If you're a right. single household, okay, like Auntie Joyce, she's a single household. She can hey Joyce. She can only <laughs> see some. She can only see another person from a single household. Yeah, and so she can't see like Dallas one day and Vicky the next day. She can only, if she chooses to see Dallas because she's from a single household, that's the only person she can see every time. That's it. You can't, you can't switch off. You're limited to only being able to see one person in your life here. That's it. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, yeah. The restrictions are, and I think the restrictions. You know what, everybody's kind of sneaking around. I don't know. Like, I think if people were going to do it, they would have been doing it already. Like, I don't go out anyway, so it doesn't really affect me because I work at home. Yeah. But for those people, I think, who it really affects, a lot of people are just like, no, we're going to do this anyway, you know. But, but. The fines are big now, though. Yeah. Yeah. They that, are. That's, so it'll be an interesting an interesting thing. Yeah. yeah. So It is. Oh, well. On some lighter news. <laughs> yeah, sure. thanks. Uh, Cineplex <laughs> is yep. on the up and up again. What? They are no longer a penny stock. <laughs> now this is something you've been interested in for some I've, strange reason. I've been reason. watching them. Yeah, they want to like. Yeah. Did oh, you I, buy? I, did I you invest when they were a penny stock? No, no, because they were going to. I'm look, not really they investing right now. <laughs> no. Okay. Question: Do you think investing is gambling, Nathaniel? No. You can you can invest like you're gambling. It just depends on how you do it. 
You know what? That's that's a really that's a good response because um, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I guess so. If you're just being a wise steward and investing your money so that you can make a profit, like well, you're not going to just yeah. I mean, yeah. there's there's it goes a long way. But but if you're like a if you're like day trading it or something, and you know every yeah, minute that's you're where selling you start your getting stocks, into gambling, where you're then, buying it high yeah. and just hoping it goes up that day. Y- yeah, I and mean, then selling yeah. immediately. Yeah, sure. So I had a reader contact me the other day, told me that she listened to our podcast the other day about the gambling where Uh you guys had said that we were arguing about scratch and wins Right. Mm -hmm. about a month ago. Yeah. She said she agreed with me. It was a dumb idea that you guys had. Just one reader? I don't. (laughs) Yeah, it was my sister. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't think it was a dumb idea. I think in the moment it was a bright idea. Maybe she in also said to tell you something, but now I can't remember what it was. And when she's Ooh. listening to this, she's going to be like, oh, you don't remember to tell Nathaniel? What? I just don't, that was a cat. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. We don't, don't have a cat, by remember. the way. Anyway, I should put my <laughs> yeah, that... down. It, it'll probably come to mind, or she'll remind me again for next right, week. Right. Oh, I know what it was. Oh. We were talking about telescopes and astronomy okay last time and she was saying that there is this place in hawaii where they have the most amazing what do you call that like a viewing place what would you call that observatory i have actually heard of that she went there last year and she said tell nathaniel about it it is absolutely beautiful Hmm. yes i just heard that in hawaii in hawaii i did hear hawaii as a good one oh yeah but I yeah, think it world, was world Chile class. that has the best one in the world. We're, we're going to go to Hawaii after all this house stuff is settled. Oh, yeah. Once you get all the <laughs> yeah. money for Hawaii. <laughs> once, oh, yeah. Once we get all this money. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <sighs> Put all your yeah. money into Cineplex. It's, a, it's going up and up and up. Man. I know. If only <laughs> I had bought the penny stocks. Okay. I have another. I got a scenario for you, Nathaniel, because you were in the living room the, the, the other day. Yes. When all of this transpired, so I didn't get to get your opinion on it. Yeah. Okay. So we got an offer on the house. And I said, Dad and I accepted the offer. But then, as soon as we hung up, no, we didn't accept the offer. I counter-offered. I said, no, that's too low. We're going to take this amount, okay? But then Maddie and Brendan were saying to me that that's gambling, and I'm like, no, it's not gambling. I'm just like, I don't think it's gambling at all. I'm just, I mean, that's a negotiation. By the pure definition of a gamble, it is. Well, no, I don't think so. Because <laughs> if you have like a computer and somebody's saying to you, hey, I'll give you 50 bucks for that computer. And you're like, no, I paid like 4000 for it. I, I'm not going to take any less than 3500 That's not gambling. That's negotiating. Well, negotiating is a gamble still. Yeah. You, no, you I were don't gambling think so. On I think taking only if not. you have something to lose. You did have something to lose. <laughs> what? Yes. The fact that you wouldn't sell your house if they said no. That's right. No, but someone else will. Well, it's still a gamble. So, so anytime that you don't sell, no, okay, now the reader, I would be re- taking the a listeners have got no to if come in. offered me money for the computer. No, because if somebody offers you $10 for your car... And you say, no, I'm sorry, I'm not giving you this car for $10. And you negotiate to them and say, no, I really need 32000 for this car. That's not a gamble. All right, all right. 
you can lower the price as much as you want. It's still a gamble, though. <laughs> Thanks for picking that out. <laughs> I let me I hit you. Let me disagree. hit you with the Google definition right here. Oh, Play games of chance for money. Take risky yeah. action in the hope of a desired result. <laughs> I said desired really strange there, but. Okay, yeah. that was a bit of a risky action. I'll say that because we could have lost the offer on the house. Yep. Yeah, it was a bit of a risky action for a desired result. Yeah, yeah. the the problem The problem here is the area that we're in is is difficult to sell a house in, and so houses oh. will often sit on the market maybe for a year. Yeah, because we're called a bedroom town. Yeah, uh, yeah. That means that people drive oh. out of the city to sleep here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. right. But the houses that are in Winnipeg are just flipping so fast. Oh, they're, like it goes on the market crazy. every ho- we call. Is that house still available? No, it's gone. Did Did you know we were going to go look at houses? So we we looked at ones that we thought were were promising. We thought, oh, this is this is great. Mm. And we went out there and we found out that they were just flatland, no house, and they were pre-selling all oh, of I these houses. That. Yeah, there was no actual house. So yeah. now the market is so hot that they are pre-selling vacant pieces of land. I think they always do that. I don't think that's an abnormal I mean, that's thing. been a, a not, thing that's happened not, a lot. What's that, Nathaniel? That's been a thing that they've been doing for a while, but I imagine they're doing it on a larger scale now. Yeah, I, I think so. It's, I think it's just it's so intense. It is so intense. Look at the house we bought like 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. It was just a piece of land. We went to a show home. We were like, hey, we like this house. Give well, us this they house. were selling it in the intent of building something in there soon. That's right. With a lot of places, they're just selling land and letting you put the house on there. They're, they're making it look like a listing, like the house is there. Yeah, they got a picture of the house. Yeah, they have a picture of the house and the rooms and the whole bit, and then you show up and you see nothing. In small type, it says, um, this is hmm. only... This is only a representation of what the house would look like. Actual house may differ. Pay for all the extras. (laughs) Give Uh, us your money. Oh, it's tiny little letters. Give us your money. Just terrible. But so anyway, so there's there's the big challenge for us. And sorry that we keep going over this on this podcast because it's it's obviously so much on our minds. But uh, hey, it's all we do. Yeah, we took on a lot of pressure here, and so we're just waiting to see how God is going to sort this all out. And, I don't uh, have any hobbies, but I have some weird collections. Do what? you know what my collections are? <laughs> oh, no. What a strange oh, thing no. to bring up. What I know. Would, you know what my collections are? I know what a few of your collections are. What? Archie comics. That's a good one. That's no, a no, normal, it's not that's a good a normal one. one. That's not a normal one. Is, yes, it, it is. Though, you have a lot of those. Yeah. I have a weird collection of, I can't even say it, it's too weird. You know, also that's, moving on. You know this thing? <laughs> okay, uh, she's motioning here and, and everybody here is on this <laughs> side. I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm just showing you. You know what I'm talking about? I think is so. that thing? Yeah. Okay. Man, am I in the position what it's like to be a listener now? You probably. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Consider yourself lucky. I, okay, yeah. I'm going to say I'm going to say what it is. No, because I'm going to cut it out of the <laughs> podcast anyway. So <laughs> He's going to cut it out. Anyway. Oh, what about you, Nathaniel? What? What about a collection? <laughs> what, what do I collect? Yeah, besides microphones. Okay, uh, what's a that weird thing the only that thing. you collect? What's a weird thing you collect? Um, Oops. Keyboards? My mic keeps banging. 
So yeah, I hear it a little bit. A little you bit. collect keyboards. No, I what think microphones is the only thing I've ever actually collected over time. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you've got quite the collection of microphones for sure. Yeah. They're what about mics. you, Mike? What's your weird collection? Mm, I don't really collect a lot of just things for from my office. Yeah. Is basically it. So any any little I don't know knickknack kind of thing and. I collect also seventeen magazines. Oh boy. <laughs> That's not the weird thing though. Anyway, I might as well just say what the no, weird thing you're, is. No, no, no. Anyway. <laughs> I kind of want to hear what the weird thing is now. No, you yeah. don't. You've been taunting no, us. You don't. I mean, it's ju- yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I do also collect magazines, like not just seventeen. The reason I collected seventeen magazines is because when I was a teenager, I uh, I had a lot of magazines. I had a huge collection of seventeen magazines. And I had started collecting them like from the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. And then um, when I was dating dad, I got rid of them all. So you had like Burt Reynolds when he was 17? We cut them all up and stuff to make some newsletters because we didn't have Photoshop back then. Yeah. (laughs) And then I was just so disappointed. So when Maddie was young, we started saving them again. Okay. But isn't that like 17 was like Burt Reynolds in the early 70s? No, but um, Whitney Houston, Reynolds. she used to be a model for Seventeen Magazine. But then there was Brooke Shields, Molly Ringwald, a bunch of the oldies like that. Huh, okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway. yeah. Wow. Well, maybe Candace. I don't know. Candace Cameron, maybe. All in her full she house was, She days. was probably too young. Something keeps happening where my mic is like banging. Is it because you you're, you're moving your legs a bunch? Oh, I have my arm on the table. And I'm shuffling, like I'm moving oh. the table. And then the microphone is, oh. <laughs> I mean, Don't worry, just, we're getting it all together here. Yeah. Still getting the hang of this after this many episodes. Yeah. I know I'm going to get an email from my sister this week. She's going to say, okay, tell me, what, what, what was it? <laughs> 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 uh, some things are better left unsaid. So. Yeah. Yeah, so we haven't, I haven't really had any hobbies for such a long time oh but one of the houses that we were going to look at it actually has i liked the house before i knew this but it has what was that that was me okay (laughs) it has a sunroom and it's it's like i just thought oh what's that it's a four season sunroom at the back of the house and it had two skylights in it Oh, that would be a dream come true. You know, it's an older house. What about the uninsulated it, cabin? No, Writing we couldn't cabin. get that. That was a cheaper house, too. Yeah, that was a nice little That's area sold. back there. I went looking for it today. You know, it's it's interesting how um, you look at the houses that are online, and the, everything looks so good in the photos until you show up at the house. Yeah. And it's, oh, like, how do they... Like, I, I can do a little bit of Photoshop work, but... I'll tell you, they do really, really good work to conceal, you know, all of these problems that are... The house we went to see today, the basement looked nice and big and spacious and the bedrooms looked beautiful. And then you go to look at it and the, the, the basement bedroom didn't even have like a door on it. And then if you look up at the ceiling, there's no ceiling and it's just like insulation hanging out of the wall. And it was like, what in the world? Then there's this big hole in the wall. They don't show that in the picture. 
where you can reach in to touch, I don't know what, you would grab the hot water tank or something. Uh, If you were in a weird mood and you want to burn your hand. It was, yeah, it's just an odd experience, but oh well. (laughs) Yeah, I shouldn't say that because maybe those people will listen. What's that? Never been a fan of house shopping. No. It's just that when I, when I sell a house, like it doesn't have to be a rich house, but I have got to make sure that everything is perfect. Like all of my hangers match. I get rid of all the hangers that don't match, put them in the other closet. All of the collars face the same way. They all face the door. All of the shirts are color coordinated. Like I, right. I like it to look perfect. See, I'm not, I wouldn't go that far. I, I wouldn't go that far. I'd like to make sure everything is is well done. It's all clean. It's all yeah, straight. Yeah, but you it's do, all, like, you, know. you would not leave a spot on a wall or something. You no. would paint it. Yeah. We uh-uh. make sure everything's painted. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. So, oh, well, mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's how it goes. Those who can paint do. Those who right. can't. Watch somebody else do it. They call shirts. me, and then I paint. Yeah, <laughs> I watched paint. a lot of painting from you. Yeah, yeah. I actually you just for the, watched painting from him. Well, for the first time, I had a painting injury. I couldn't believe it. Huh. It's like tar- carpal tunnel syndrome or something oh. in my in my wrists. So I guess from from the roller, from constantly just rolling, you know. Because we had so many, roll. oh, so many rooms here to to roll, and uh, we painted virtually everything. Well, not not quite everything. I could everything. not believe really? we painted this house. Well, yeah, everybody said, oh, no, you're not going to be able to paint it. And it all got done. That's what they were saying. The masses were saying. The masses were on me for that. (laughs) Admittedly, could have used better paint. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. That would have helped. A little little spotty, but not a bad job. We wouldn't have polka dot carpet now. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'll tell you something. Anyone who is ready to, to do some painting, that is a lesson that I will never forget is when you go to the paint store and you give them the color that you want them to match, make sure they don't quietly just give you the bottom quality paint and not say anything to you and, you know, just hand it over to you because we had to do, I don't remember how many like coats, coats, at least four, and it was still not up to and my... you primed, I think, too. And we primed on top of that. So you got five coats on a wall and still... You could see through it. It was terrible. And you say you're not that bad about the collars and the shirts and what I do in the closet, but you did like four, five coats. Just (laughs) because you're very picky. It was a pretty nice closet job, though. Yeah, that was was pretty nice. I was so proud of my closet. (laughs) Hey, guess what time it is, Nathaniel? It is seven thirty-six. It is time for Bible verse of the week. Oh, oh. So can you look it up? (laughs) I'll tell you what verse to read this week. Yeah, I gotcha. Romans 12. Ro- oh, boy. Okay. Clickety click. You can hear the keyboard. <laughs> yeah, verses right, 1 right. and 2. Verses 1 and 2. Didn't we uh, do that one last week? Th- therefore, I urge you. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Okay. You ready for this? We're ready. Well, what version oh, are you reading? Doesn't to... it say, I beseech ye, therefore? What version I, have you New got? International. What? New International. Sure, New International. New International. Go yeah. ahead. All right, all right, all right. Therefore, all right, all right, all right. I urge... 
Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his good, pleasing and perfect will. Nice. There's a hyphen on the is his. What? Is his. Why? God's will is hyphen his good. Hmm. I'll tell you what's really odd. I don't know how to read that. Every time that you spoke, I could hear the music. Oh, really? Do you hear that, Michael? Yes. It's not picking up. But as soon as as you stop, the music stops. Yeah, because I have a threshold on yeah. to, to not hear my mic when I stop speaking. So yeah. are people going to be like wondering, what is that music noise? No, I'll fix it. Yeah? <laughs> okay. I'm not picking Because it up. you get it's like okay. some radio station that lives near you. It's hilarious. It's picked it's up crazy. in your microphone, right? Yeah, I, I should be able to fix that. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's, it's really funny because every, every time you're talking, we can hear the radio station sort of mixing with your voice a little bit. It's really minor. But right. it's, it's a lot. I mean, there's so, so many easy ways to fix it. Oh yeah. So you're, yeah. you're it's just picking up out of one of your connections, I guess. There, it's just picking up the radio. Frequency. I just yeah, I accidentally got like a receiver in here. Yeah, I don't know how you did that. <laughs> it's crazy. But, uh, yeah, but that's, sometimes that's, I can uh, like clearly hear the radio. That's right crazy. now. It is extra loud for some reason. There's a rock and guitar solo going on. <laughs> that's, <laughs> not, so, yeah, that's not distracting. We're talking about. A living sacrifice. Yes. Oh, right. Being Sorry. a living sacrifice. Yep. What do you think that means, either of you? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the renewing of your mind part. What do you Ooh, think a living sacrifice means, right Nathaniel? <laughs> yeah. Living right. sacrifice means well, it's pretty self-explanatory. Well, there you go. <laughs> Let yourself explain. You're a man of few words. Yeah, I, I would say. Uh, you are giving your body, your mind, you're giving it to your mercy. Giving, giving it, it to it God's to God. mercy. Give, no, giving your... Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, see, now... Yeah, okay. okay. Well, you, I, man, you, should, to... you should be a pastor, I'll I'm tell trying... you. The way you explained that was just so enlightening. That that took about a whole hour. <laughs> yeah. Was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to find the right strings of words to put here together because there's a good way to say this. I would say the sacrifice is your life. I think it is. It is. Your body, yeah. From a place of sacrifice because that means sometime it's not going to be easy. Sometime it's not going to be comfortable. Sometime we're going to be fearful. um, Not of God, but, you know, of in a way of our future, but we got to let that go. When we live as a holy sacrifice, we're saying, God, I'm going to let go of my fear. I'm going to let go of my insecurity and I'm going to give my life to you and I'm going to trust you. Mm-hmm. And I think that being that living sacrifice too is also the way that we relate to others. Do we give from a place of sacrifice? Like if somebody gives somebody a hundred dollars, but if they have a billion dollars in their pocket, that's not really a place of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. But if you're broke and that's your last hundred dollars and you're giving it to someone quietly and saying, 
you know what, I'm going to trust that God will give me the rest, then that would, to me, would be a place of sacrifice. Well, the sacrifice, too, would be giving up of your own will um, and giving that to God. And so denying yourself um, things of the world and, you know, giving yourself wholly and completely, not wholly, H-O-L-Y, but H-W-H-O-L-L-Y. Um, com- <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying. And oh, yeah, com- yeah. completely to God. And that that's what I think of as as, as being the sacrifice. We yeah. are, yeah, we are a sacrifice for God. I think, too, that if we look at the story of Cain and Abel, mm-hmm. and we say that Cain, what did Cain give again? Cain gave some of his flock. No, um, some he, of his grain. Ve- some of his grain. Yeah, and Abel gave from his the best. Gave of his flock. the best of his flock. Yeah. So the difference between those two sacrifices is that Abel was giving his best, or when we give God our first, like if we say, "God, I'm going to give you this money. I'm gonna um, like I'm going to donate it to the poor because I trust that you will give it back to me." That's giving God your best. But if you're just giving some of your time or some of your money or some of your life to God, then you're not really giving from a place of sacrifice. One thing about the um, about Cain, which I thought was so interesting. So if we keep going on, on that thought, um, when Cain brought his sacrifice to God and, and it wasn't received the same way as Abel's was, he was angry. And... You know, and there Jolly. was well, there was a, a verse. There was something that was said by God to Cain that I thought was so so incredible. I remember as a young person just thinking, "Wow, that that is so deep." And he and it said, um, "Sin is crouching at the door, and its desire is for you, but you must master it." And I really? thought, yeah. And I thought, see, that's what I mean. You got to find that Bible verse. Oh, it's there. <laughs> I don't know if that was the NIV version That's or not. Really Somewhere cool. there. But isn't isn't that an amazing verse that God would say that, you know, to Cain? And and that really stood out to me. Um, you know, all these years later, that's that's really been something that's you know, that's crossed my mind quite a lot actually. What do you think that means that sin was crouching at his door? Um, I think that that's, that's just meaning that uh, we have to be careful, almost like we were talking that about. That could mean you're being tempted to do what is wrong. Right, but the, it's like the lion prowling for the wandering sheep, you know, the same, same kind of an idea. Sin is crouching at the door, it's hiding at the door, and its desire is for you. To devour you. But you must master it, and meaning you can master it through Christ. I'm going to read that. Sure. Um, Genesis 4 verse 7 if this is God speaking to Cain if you do what is right will you not be accepted but if you do not do what is right sin is crouching at your door it desires to have you but you must rule over it that's interesting yeah. how he says crouching at your door he's I not know. saying it's he's standing at your door yeah like if you were to walk up to your door and you see someone standing there well then you're not going to open the door and let him in yeah but when someone is crouching at your door that's obviously something they're that's hiding evil. behind the yeah. door evil Ooh. intention behind that and they're intense and yeah it is that's a really intense verse and that one is always always stuck in my mind yeah that yeah. kind of reminds me of my knock on ginger days when i was you know Knocking what? on the door, and then knock I'd be like crouching. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, knock on the door, and then you're just crouching up, what? hiding beside the door. What? 
hoping that they're not going to see it. <laughs> I have a really awful joke that comes from that. But, <laughs> yeah, we uh, called knock on ginger. What'd you call it? I've never heard that in my life. <laughs> no? No. What do you call it? I think the most common thing I've ever heard was ding dong ditch. It's the closest ding dong ditch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hey, had a friend named cool Ginger version. in high school. I could have called her knock, knock on Ginger, but I didn't. Whatever. Called her ding dong ditch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh, but anyway, on the other side of that, now the um, oh, what was the other part of the verse that I was supposed to I was supposed to talk? Oh, um, uh, be not conformed to this world. Be renewing my mind. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Thanks, Nathaniel. No problem. Um, so the renewing of your mind comes when, um, when we become believers and we repent. God renews our mind Oops. by cleansing our conscience so that our thoughts, our intentions, everything is cleansed and we start off as a new person who then can put to death the deeds of the body. And I think that works a lot into what he was saying to Cain, you know, is that you can overcome this, but you can overcome it with God, not on your own. And so, um, and that's what Paul is saying here to um you know to to with your with a cleansed mind that's that's where it all really starts where god's power can really start to uh, to work in our lives and uh, and really shape who we are so that we can be transformed to the image of his son yeah and god had said to cain there it desires to have you but you must rule over it yeah, what version is that? I've never. That's heard. an NIV. And, oh yeah. Okay. It just happened to be at the top of the. No offense, anybody screen. who yeah, reads the NIV. You're, you're like a. I'm an NIV. The, you're the snob. NIV police or something. Yeah, I really don't, don't like NIV. I'm not used to it. I like it. So it, it always, for some strange reason, it always sounds really foreign to me. You know, it's like the one version that always makes me go, "Oh, that sounds so different." You know. I, I <laughs> yeah, know. that's it's okay though. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, it's, well, see, it's I know fine. that NIV misses some verses out. I do. Know. All of versions do. But what about the no, ESV? like, okay, so you can. I was at a Bible study. Some mm-hmm. people have King James, and other people have NIV. Yeah. And then we're reading along, and all of a sudden we're like, "Wait a minute! I have an NIV Bible, and that Bible verse isn't in my Bible." Right. So some people get really upset about that, but if you look at the little footnote. Mm-hmm. There will be a footnote, and it says that this verse is not in some of the earliest Are there manuscripts. Verses that aren't in Bibles. Yes. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Because oh. they weren't in the earliest manuscripts, but they will make a little footnote at the bottom of the page to let you know that 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 is right. Also, one thing about the King James version, which kind of bugs me. Uh oh. Okay. Oh no. The Book of James, Jesus's brother. What is it? What is the real name of the book? The King James Version, he put his name on there, James. But if you look at the Hebrew Bible, what was it, Michael? Joseph? Jacob. Jacob. Well, yeah. James is short for Jacob. I was so surprised. Well, they named it James because of after King James. I think so, yeah. In, in honor of King James. Yeah. But oh, if you then look at English the English names Jacob and James derive from the same source. Really? Yeah. James comes yeah, so from they, the Latin Lacomis and later variant of the Latin New Testament. From okay, yeah, so, so they, it's not as sinister as you're making it sound then, or as no. I am. <laughs> I was going to say, how did I get into this? <laughs> no, it's... Because it, I'm like reading my Greek Bible. I'm like, wait a minute. Wow, this is so, this is Jacob. Why is it like saying James in the They're the, the same James name, version? but spelled differently. Yeah. Jacob? Yeah. That's so crazy. So they, they chose James probably because they could, and they could honor King James at the same time as... 
Yeah. Yeah, that's all. Did wow. he name any after his wife? Do you remember? What? what was his wife's name? I thought that they had named something after his wife in the book, too. I don't, um, I don't know. I'm probably spreading stories now. <laughs> I'm not sure. Don't spread stories. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know But what I do like, is. see, when I read the Bible, it, I was... I was King James only for many, 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 many years. I liked my King James Bible, read it all the time, and I just really preferred the King James. Plus, I didn't like that some of the verses were missing in the NIV. But then when I wrote a book, um, when I wrote Messy Beautiful Love, my publisher made me change all of the um, Bible references to NIV. So I started after that doing most of them with NIV so I wouldn't have to change them again for the publisher, and then I got really used to them. Mm-hmm. But NIV yeah. sometimes will oh. sound a little bit like the message. It sounds so simplified yeah. that I go, wait a minute, is this NIV? I mean, is this the message? It and then can I look, be. Yeah. oh, it's NIV. It sounds so yeah. like modern-day language. The, the one that really stands... i adjust my mic a little bit. <laughs> the one that really stands out to me, it, talking about the different uh, translations is the King James, I really, really like it in, in, in the verse of um, Romans 8.1. That was the one, the first time I ever realized that there were, you know, versions of the Bible that didn't have some verses. And they said it doesn't appear in some of the earliest manuscripts, so we've decided not to put it in. And, uh, and it's this one here. There is uh, therefore now no condemnation to those who... Uh, who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Now, it repeats that it repeats that later on about after the flesh and the spirit. But the other verses stop at, uh, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, period. Not who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Ooh, and that's an important part. That's an important omission. I can understand why they would leave it out if it's not in some early manuscripts. But um, but it definitely fits, and so I always I always to me I always wished that other versions would have would have kept that in because it's obviously right. But what uh, about New American Standard? Does it have it nope, in there? No, it doesn't. But it has a footnote that says that that was in you know in later manuscripts, but not in earlier. But it doesn't include it in the general text. Okay, well, why would later manuscripts have other things that early manuscripts don't? Um, well, now you're getting into textual criticism. And, oh. Oh, I know. Here, here we go. We've just changed, <laughs> turned the corner on this podcast. Yeah. Um, and so basically you've, you're confronted with all of these manuscripts, thousands and thousands of manuscripts that make up Scripture. And, um, you know, some of them have it, some of them don't. Nothing, I don't think that's anything to worry about at all. It doesn't show that there's any inconsistencies. It could just be that, um, you know, for whatever reason, somebody maybe was working from an older manuscript that didn't have it, or who knows? There could have been omissions um, because you're handwriting these. Right. These are all handwritten manuscripts. So to to miss a verse, it's, it's possible for someone to miss something or whatever. I mean, yeah, but it's not if it's not in the earliest manuscript, but it's in later manuscripts, it's not a matter of missing it. It came out of where? Where did this extra verse come from? But it could have come from a manuscript that is no longer in existence at the time. I see. So, so you know, okay, so you, that's you have what you to, mean. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have to look at that and just say, well, obviously there's, there's not a problem God with this one. God wanted it to be in there, it's in there. It's in there. It's in there in one way or another. It's The message is, is pretty clear. But later in Romans 8, as in, I think, every other case, it is reinforced over and over again in Scripture anyway. So, 
Okay, now when I said that God wants it to be in there, so it's in there, it mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of something else, a little bit off topic. But I remember <laughs> okay. one time when I was really worried about something, my sister said to me, you know what, don't worry about it at all, because if it happens, that means that God wanted it to happen. If it doesn't, it means that he didn't want it to happen. And so a lot of times I think when we are worried about something, if we could only see that things happen because God ordained it that way for those who are walking in the spirit, like not for everybody, but if we are walking in faith, I believe that we can trust that God will direct our path. I mean, like he'll direct our steps. That's right. So I don't think we could ever be in a place where we are like, oh, this is a terrible place. How did I land up in this place? If we're trusting God, we should say, you know what? Thank you, God, for where I am today and what I'm going through. And that's where we are able to give thanks to God in the trials. Right. That was way off topic, but it was kind of well. No, mind. I mean you're you're coming back. Nathaniel's laughing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're coming back to square one where we started on this whole thing, like just basically our our day and how, you know, we wanted to sell the house, we sold it, but now we have to get out. Yeah. Now we are in a bit of trouble. If people were to look at this, you know, from the outside. They'd say, wow, you've worked yourself into quite oh, a corner Oh, yeah, we were here. a little bit stressed out today. Yeah, but then uh, yeah. then you you have to focus and just say, well, God doesn't do things in half measures. And so everything is going to be fine. It'll just be just another one of those times that, you know, we look back at it and just go, oh, okay. That all worked out perfectly yeah. again, you know. Nathaniel, so. do you get stressed out very often? Because I never see you stressed ah, out. Ah, who doesn't? Well, we just never see you? him. That's that's why. That's true. He was living at our house until like two months ago. Yeah, I mean, I feel like me and a lot of people my age have been in like a very constant low feeling of stress. Why? Their whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just, I mean, let's what? be honest. We're growing up in a weird time. <laughs> I think you could have said that. I, I think every generation um, says that. Okay, no, I, well, I could argue this, with this. I, I mean, mean <laughs> twenty twenty is a weird time, but I don't think you grew up in a weird time. I think I you know. grew up. How could you cut it sucked. any easier? I mean, you I didn't have fun. Boy George on the radio. Ah, yeah, there. we did. Quit That's pouting. That's a weird time. Listen we to didn't ninety nine Bob. <laughs> Plenty of that. Oh, that's the radio station that comes through. That it might actually be. <laughs> I hear a lot yeah. of Boy George now. That would be funny. <laughs> so, what is it—the digital digital age that makes no people your age know. stressed out? Like right now, it's. I think it's a lot of people. How do I put this? Maybe it's people in my position where they get out of high school, get a job. And then that's it. And then that life is just so tedious. And it really stresses people out. Well, you sound like about every other generation. I think that's been going on well, for thousands of years. Yeah, but those years. generations are over. It's our turn. So, uh, Well, maybe not thousands, but hundreds. <laughs> maybe thousands. <laughs> right. But no, I think, I think that's the challenge for... Um, that was a challenge for me, getting yeah. out of high school. I mean, I'm, I'm sure saying. there's been a lot of people's challenge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, okay, when people were like my dad's age, they didn't have to have a career. They weren't looked down upon for not having a career. Like, what do you do? No. Oh, I work at a concrete plant. Wow, good for you. What do you do? I work, I'm a truck driver. You know, that was the way that a lot of people were in my mom and dad's day. And then the women, 
what were you? Oh, I, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm a stay-at-home mom. There was so many of them at the time. And for them, the competition at the time wasn't like women now compete with their careers. You know, I have this career, I have that one. Whereas then it was who had the cleanest house, which kids had the best handmade clothes. And that was the kind of pressure that they had back then. I've got to have this house like super clean because this is my identity. But now people like Nathaniel have this different identity that is kind of expected of you. Am I saying that correctly? What do you mean by that? Yeah, what do you mean expected of him? I mean... What what is somebody expecting of him? I'm a career. Do you feel like you need to... Yeah. Yeah, like you're expected to have a career. Like you're not just going to be like, oh, yeah, I just deliver pizzas. Right. And they'll be like, oh, and what? Are you going to school too? No. You know, so I feel like there's that pressure upon people in your generation to be more than just um, a general laborer. Definitely. Um, a mechanic. Well, mechanics even have an education, but yeah, mechanics to have are an education. Well, well, I don't know. I mean, now everything is just so specialized. I think back then, um, there's, there's almost no such thing as general laborer anymore. You, if, if you're looking at different positions. I'm a general laborer, aren't I? Well, I, I guess in absolutely, a, yeah, yeah. In a sense, in a sense, you are. But I'm thinking that a lot of a lot of those positions, majority is what you're talking about. Yeah, the majority of places they still need you to have like a degree for this or that or something else. And um, yeah, so I don't know. I, a lot has changed since since you know since you yeah, your and you have to know age. all these programs and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. I felt like when I had to, like, the, earlier this year, I thought, I'll go out looking for a job. I'll bring, you know, I'll, I'll do time work wife, and I'll also have a part-time job. Oh, there was nothing that right. I'm qualified for. That's a big like, issue right now. The programs. Is, is money. Yeah. Because a lot of people, it just seems like everything is centered around money. Do you know what I mean? That's pretty unfortunate, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. it's like... Right when you turn 18, even before then, it's like, all right, now you get a get a job. If it doesn't pay enough, you can't really live. Yeah, and I think it's perspective, I too. I think you, you can if you're content with the things that you have. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about the way that others I mean, perceive it, the, you? In or my position, content? I couldn't do what I'm doing unless I was living with two other people. So yeah. I, I would have to get a better job or yeah. at least spend many years where I am in hopes that I eventually start making more. And just build it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like you probably, maybe you could if you didn't spend. But to have, like if you lowered your your lifestyle. Well, that's the problem. That's kind of where the stress comes from. Like, yeah. It's like you have to stop you everything you're doing just so you can get by. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. you just don't want to do that. It's just right. a, lot, it's a lot to do. Yeah. 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 You'd have to change... And a then that along just doing a job do that? that you don't like and you feel unfulfilled. I mean, that's... See, yeah, see, that, and that was something I think we were having a conversation about. When, when I, like in my generation, when I went uh, out of high school, a lot of the people were not even considering university because we didn't go to a very rich high school. Right. And so we couldn't afford university. And so we basically went right into the workforce, um, you know, straight from... Straight from school you know yeah and uh, we didn't have yeah we, we didn't have that ability to uh, to, to further the education and you basically had to work your way up um but um but that was the thing that i guess if you look at it 
I guess you're you're just feeling the pressure that you have to perform in a certain way. I guess that's that's what you're saying. I'm feeling the pressure that I'm gonna be where I am forever. No. Oh wow. Yeah. And you're you're only nineteen. Yeah. I mean, most yeah. people start at my age will be feeling that for a while already. But you know what? That's interesting though. Where you are, you have a number of people that you work with that have been there for. Lot a lot of years. I mean, the people same... have been there since the store opened. So you're talking how many years? Uh, forty plus. Uh, nineteen eighty-two, oh, wow. yeah. I think. Eh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're 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 going to get maybe a more of a bleak, <laughs> more of a bleak opinion of people who have been in a job that they actually hated for that long. That's that's kind of, you know, it, the thing that you said that really that that really made me take notice was that you expect the job to be fulfilling. And that was not the mindset when I graduated. It was more like, no, you go to you go to work, you do the best job that you can. And I never really looked for a job to fulfill me. You yeah, know? but, but I, if you're I, doing this just to get by in life, you'd at mm-hmm. least want to do a job that feels good, right? Um, well, you'd like to, but sometimes that's not the reality. Right, and that's, the, that's where the stress comes from. It's like... Yeah. like the hope of getting out of this is pretty unlikely. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I guess it depends on the personality because I would I would look at it as to me I've always I've always been a person who looks at the task at hand and and makes the best of it. You know, just tries to look at it and just go. Oh, okay. That's, you know. that's what I don't want to do. That's no. where I feel like I give up. <laughs> Once I start doing that, then that's I funny. I become start to become content where I am, which I don't want to do. Ah, oh, see, no, I, okay. I so think we that where there. you are is a stepping stone to where you're going, for yeah. sure. And yeah, also I appreciate saying, that. This is it. Yeah. Well, that I appreciate, like, I'm to gonna, like, I appreciate that I'm making money, obviously. Well, you but appreciate I, that you've got I'm employment when millions I'm afraid that this is going forever. Down. Yeah. Well, maybe no. wait until things start changing with the pandemic and yeah. stuff. Who knows? No, God's, God's got a way More of doors always... Will open. Yeah, but God's got a way of always changing things for you. And as you as you grow, um, you know, like look at look at me. I I went into a job that was basically minimum wage at the time, and um, you know, and then ended up advancing, advancing, you know, and uh, and so like I say, I ended up in in a place that was beyond where people that went to university, you know, were. And uh, and it was a, a really strange thing to a lot of people. Yeah, you know, it, it, you know what? It was weird for me hmm. because I was now in 1983 is when I graduated, and every there were a lot of people at that time talking about going to university. And to mm-hmm. me, this was a foreign concept because I was the youngest of six girls. So to me, all I had ever seen was girls finish high school, they get married and have kids. Yeah. And so I was like, well, no, that wasn't even an idea that I would go to college. That wasn't. But maybe if I would have been the oldest kid in the family, it might have been a different kind of mindset at the yeah, time. Maybe. Well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But I, I wouldn't stress about it at all. I mean, yeah. it's, it is, there's two things to this. I mean, this is not a normal time. I think I have to stress time. about it, though. No, this is not a normal well, time. Well, don't stress about it, but you can actually be concerned about it. Yeah. But you have to understand that right now it's it it basically is like the entire world is on hold and i think that's good that you want change though well yeah i mean change is is not a bad thing and but stress no no but to stress over it I, I just think you have to cut yourself some slack on this because um it's really difficult to try to find 
you know, what you're looking for right now, like in the middle of a pandemic like right. this. Yeah, you know, totally. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a terrible time. But there's nothing that's keeping you from, you know, doing what you want to do later. I think a lot of it is you just have to decide what it is you want to do. You know, because that's, I think that's most of the problem right there is most people don't really know. There's a, a few people that, that have sorted I mean, what, that, that all out. But What uh, if you know exactly what you want to do? Well, then you have to look at it and say, is that something that I can make a career of? Or is that something that I should treat as a hobby for the rest of my life? And then you're fulfilled by your hobby. I think you could even start doing it part time, though. Like, think, what do I need to make this dream happen? And maybe it's not enough to support you. Like if I wanted to be an artist or if somebody wanted to be a writer, they're like, I want to I want to write a book. That's what I really want to do. Well, that person might have to still have their full-time job, but they should. They shouldn't be making excuses during their off time because I was thinking that people make excuses like, I'm a mom and I have kids at home. I have young kids at home. But if you look at the time, like even putting aside 15 minutes a day toward that that one thing that you want to achieve, if you add that up over an entire year, it's an incredible amount of time. It's kind of so hard when you to think do about that, though, because you really lack motivation when you're just doing the same job every day. Come home, go to sleep, wake up, and have like five hours to yourself. Probably you because you work really night shift. Wanna. So maybe when all this settles down, you should think about getting a day shift. I can't. <laughs> Yeah, they're not yeah, that the easy. Only, well, you don't have to go with the same place. You can apply yeah. at like a publishing company. I mean, I just work there I don't know during why the day or something. Well, okay, now let's let's so get to the get day shift. Let's get to the root of this because all we've done is we've sort of, you know, like we're playing darts and we're shooting around the center. You know, right. so let's let's kind of hit this and let's just say this is what it is. The, what you need to do is you need to pray about it. And what we haven't discussed at all here is that God is the one who is going to lead you and guide you, and and it'll be fine. You don't have to take those those stresses. Um, those pressures aren't yours to take. And, um, you know, just pray about that, and God will lead you, and he'll And pray he'll that he will open up doors and that he'll guide Completely. you, too, and you will, you will see a difference. You're going to see doors opening I and saw, opportunities uh, yeah. like directing you. You'll see things that, that'll be pretty incredible to you because that's exactly what happened with me is, you know, I mean, I, I remember I could not get a job and I was driving up and down going into all these companies and I stopped the car and I prayed on the street. I just prayed sitting in my car, started the car, drove a quarter of a mile and it just randomly tur- turned into a, a parking lot and walked into a building and got a job. After mm-hmm. all day, not getting anything, and and that was the job that I had for thirty six years. And if you do pray about it, then don't think that God necessarily has to direct you in a different direction tomorrow. Because if no. you look at someone like Moses, he had to work with his father in law for forty years. He worked um, tending his sheep until God called him back to Egypt. So it can be a long time for you. It might be ten years until God calls you. But don't ever give up on that dream or give up on prayer. Everything starts to change right away, but you have to, you'll be tested. And so, you know, you're you're going to find that um, you're going to have to learn to leave it with God. This is what we've been talking about all day. 
right. you know, we, we find ourselves getting a bit frustrated and then we just go, wait, wait, no, no, it's completely up to God, whatever happens. And then we feel a lot better because we're not trying to take care of that all of ourselves, you know, yeah. you'll, you'll find, like I say, with prayer and I'll, and I'll be praying for you, you, you know, with prayer, um, you're going to find that, um, these things will all come together and it will work better than you ever imagined. Yeah. And hey, guys, we're going to be closing off this podcast soon. So before we do, though, it is that time. Before it's we that do, time again. Guess what's coming up this week? Ooh. Do you know, Nathaniel? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. a very big day in the United States. Thanksgiving. Oh, Thanksgiving. Already? Man. Hey, if anyone wow. hasn't heard, if you're using Zoom on Thanksgiving Day, it's a uh, free unlimited calls. Oh, that's cool. Calls. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really so there's cool. No time okay. limit anymore. Now Good that re- that reminds me of something because I thought you were gonna say that you had your second album come out. I oh I did. Yeah. yeah. What's it called? Uh, Crashland. Crash. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it yeah. is more of my newer stuff. Still, yeah. a couple so old things in there, but. They can find you by just googling Nathaniel. Anywhere Schacht. you can find music, YouTube, any, mm-hmm. anywhere. I found it by just Googling, like, Nathaniel and then S-C-H-A-C-H-T, and I found, like, tons of links everywhere for your yeah. stuff. I found you on, on Spotify. Yeah, I'm yeah. everywhere so, yeah. now. I'm a sensation. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah, and, you know, I listened to it on, uh, on my uh, Amazon Echo. What do you think? I, I have a, a subwoofer built into it, and I, it's really outstanding. <sighs> Yeah, I, I really like that. I want to just look up at the stars while I'm listening. It's that kind of music. It just makes you feel really relaxed, like you want to watch the stars. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you would call that. Ther- ethereal? Ethereal. Ethereal. Yeah. ethereal. Yeah, it's definitely. kind of ethereal, yeah. Yep. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> so, um, happy Thanksgiving to all of our friends yes. in the United States. I hope that you have a really good one. I hope you are able to see some of your family and that you stay safe over the holidays and don't forget to go to our website at timewarpwife.com where we have bible studies daily devotions and marriage prayers we'll talk to you later bye-bye bye for now